0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the Wild West aspect of interest in cryptocurrency. My grandfather was actually indicted for murder back in the 20s for
1: something called the Matewan Massacre, where they were pushing back on the coal companies who were using script, their own currency, to help kind of manage and create the coal camp.
0: Here in town, we've got a very deep and varied entrepreneurial community that's always engaged in the next big thing. Our next guest is Charlie Kaiser. He is CEO of Atlas Cloud Enterprises, and, well, you're up to some really interesting stuff, Charlie, but let's start here. How does a guy like you end up in D.C.? Well, I'm originally from West Virginia.
1: I'm a scrappy entrepreneur here, kind of battling like everybody else. Um, I went to school at West Virginia University, um, and uh, actually spent some time in Colorado, kind of out of school. I graduated with a degree in finance. Uh, right when the stock market died in 1987. So, guess what? Not a lot of jobs at that point. So, I skipped uh, MBA school and kind of got my own type of uh, MBA that was kind of the yeoman's work that we do. Uh, so, ended up here because my family was close to here, great area. And uh, technology was really kicking in when I moved back in about 1999. And I've stayed in technology for the last 20 years.
0: And you've been involved in various consumer enterprise focused businesses along the way a lot of technology a lot of encryption stuff i mean you're very much a what i call dc entrepreneur you know sort of crossing over and back and forth right
1: yeah i've had the uh, i've had the benefit of working for a couple of incutel backed companies my primary focus has been on companies that have a business kind of a business-forward value, not necessarily something around policy or information, but really businesses, software as a service, information, and a lot of that is, you know, rooted in encryption, right? A lot of what you have to do is focus on how do you secure information.
0: So let's talk about what you're up to now. I know you're really, really engaged now in cryptocurrency. How does uh, the grandson of a miner in West Virginia end up in cryptocurrency?
1: <laughs> well, it's actually one of the reasons that I'm, I'm in it, right? Uh, so there's a movie called Matewan, done by John Scales at the Big Chill. And it was about the revolution of of the unions being developed in southern West Virginia. My grandfather was actually indicted for murder back in the 20s for something called the Maitwan Massacre, where they were pushing back on the coal companies who were using script their own currency to help kind of manage and create the coal camps. And they're actually,
0: and they used the script to basically. It was the only only place you could spend was the company store. Company store, that's right. So they it would it would encourage wage compression or even deflation because they manipulate the prices for everything. Right,
1: and and the families didn't have much choice.
0: Right. So so what
1: happened was they were sending in their own private detectives to kind of break up the union, and they had a big altercation, and about eleven people were killed. But three or four thousand rounds of ammunition were traded back and forth in 1, West Virginia, and my grandfather was one of the 19 people that was indicted for that. So it started just with an interest in how does you know how do you not that cryptocurrency is necessarily going to replace all currency, but what is interesting about you know the dynamics of 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 currencies, information, and how people share it. And so I just kind of naturally progressed to that um, when I started my interest in technology from the 90s up until now.
0: I don't think that. Um with all the hype around cryptocurrency and bitcoin enough people are focusing on the the fundamental dis, decentralized nature of it that it really is it would make something like scrip impossible to do right
1: well it's it's what's actually happened is a couple of things and of course what i'm also interested in here in the dc area is uh the company that I work for we're focused on mining right now actually cryptocurrency mining meaning the actual computers that are securing transactions comes full circle Exactly right okay, so so now it's mining from a from a cryptocurrency perspective um and here of course regulation is a big issue mm. right and and with all the wave of what's known as an initial coin offering the way that not just a company can issue currency but a business can start their own token or currency or security or whatever it's going to be defined as. And that's part of what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. As a company, we're looking and interested in the companies that are actually creating business value, kind of on the early edge of revenue for blockchain. But none of us really know yet how the global jurisdictions are going to play out for who can regulate this. What is it? Is it going to be a currency that's issued by a country? We've got other countries right now that are looking at doing that, and businesses that are doing that. And so I think the SEC, CFTC, Finra, everybody is working hard to try to figure it out and provide kind of a gateway. But they've got to an answer to you know the Hill and everybody else about things that can happen with cryptocurrencies.
0: I was struck recently when I saw, for example, the large investment banks are in the process setting up an exchange so that they can take big trading positions in Bitcoin and, and trade it. it. Bitcoin is is going to be an ubiquitous currency. And it won't be the only one. Although Charlie, it seems to me that the bigger thing here is the the blockchain, the whole technology, the the idea that we can create these distributive ledgers where people can keep score of you know whether it's the exchange of money or it's exchange of I don't know food you name it, it yeah. in the world. This reminds me a lot, and you were part of the the internet bubble as, as well as I was back in the late '90s, early aughts. This reminds me a lot of where we were in town. I I would say 1995, 1996. So there was an inkling that something big was happening. Yeah. Is that what is that what it feels like for you right now when you think about, is this, is this going to be another boom like the telecom boom for this town, do you think? Well,
1: for this town, one thing that we have as an advantage that a lot of people don't realize is you do have a lot of folks that are in this area, kind of encryption, crypt, uh, crypto in the sense of NSA, CIO, those folks. And they haven't really had a gateway to kind of actually monetize and move into kind of the business community this might be one way to do it so you might find that but i think the larger picture is kind of looking at the regulatory side of it the folks that are kind of setting up shop and ultimately you know how how do these types of decentralized networks actually kind of operate even to the point where the basic premise behind it now is you've got a public kind of infrastructure of computers around the world that are kind of securing information at the at the lowest level. Mm-hmm. But now you looked at private blockchain. So would a federal government, would DOD, would someone else develop a private blockchain that's large enough to actually have some level of security and decentralization to it? So I think that's some of the stuff that's really fascinating. And you've got bigger companies kind of exploring. You talked about the big banks, investment banks and stuff. These guys—they'll trade Pokemon cards. They don't care. They're going to arbitrage anything that has value if they can get to it, right? So that's that's kind of the hype around it. The real technology piece is still going to take a while to develop.
0: I think about my own granddad, uh, who was uh, owned a furniture store, and I think about in some ways how my life is so similar to his. Do you ever think about your granddad and think how interesting it is? What would he think about you, your life right now? Could you? What do you think he'd say? Oh my gosh!
1: Well, he—I I think. Yeah. Well, I think his his premise was kind of speaking for the man who didn't have a voice, right? And part of part of cryptocurrency is, as you alluded to earlier, being able to kind of help unbanked or help folks that don't really have access to to information, kind of leveling the playing field. And even from an investor point of view, right, yeah. letting folks buy into something where maybe they're not an accredited investor, but they can participate in something that allows them to to, to get get a shot at getting it on Facebook or something like that. So I think he would be, be proud of me for kind of looking at that. But, you know, there's still it's still wild, wild west. You know, I, I remember a story where and I still have the 45 that he used in the shootout. My grandmother told me he came to her a couple of times and said, listen, I'm going to go to a meeting about something that's important. And if I'm not out of this meeting in 30 minutes, you need to get this gun and come in and get me. And so I will only say that I don't think it's I don't think it's Wild Wild West yet at that level. But there are some big players around the world that are trying to assert what they want to do with cryptocurrency. And then you've got others that that really want to make it make it use for the right type of uh, technology and information. I'm hoping to be a part of that movement.
0: Well, I'm sure you will be, Charlie. And we, we wish you the best and have fun and more than anything else. Get stuff done here in D.C. Hey, we will. Thanks so much for having me. Charlie Kaiser, CEO of Atlas Cloud Enterprise. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. And a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland Smith School of Business where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on this show tweet us at at what's working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.